ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, August 31st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true. It's great taste, and it's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Today is the first week of game week. We are finally... Heading towards college football, Thundering Herd on Saturday will face off against EKU. That game set for 1 o'clock. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll also be on the hour. Well, we'll be on the air about three hours early. So kickoffs at 1. We're going to go on the air three hours prior because, well, we're going to get you started. So bright and early, everybody get ready. We'll have the pregame for you coming up. On Saturday as well, but we've got a lot to get into the entire week. Today was the first day of player interviews in the COVID-19 era, the Zoom meeting. And let me tell you, I had originally swore off the Zoom meeting. I don't need this. I'm not going to do the Zoom meeting here. And Zoom has gotten a lot better. It's a lot more functional. Also, it's not as hackable, still debatable, but I had so many reasons. I'm not doing a Zoom meeting, and here we are. Zoom meeting today, we talked to several Marshall football and basketball players, uh, well, football players. We talked to several Marshall football players, so probably going to be doing basketball this way as well. But today we talked to several players, including uh, Brendan Knox, Grant Wells, um, Alex Millette, uh, Nazi Johnson, we're going to hear from those guys. Also, we're going to hear uh, in a little bit more detail uh, what's going on with the new starting quarterback for the Marshall Thundering Herd, Grant Wells. So we're going to get him. We're hear from him, and uh, we'll hear throughout the week a lot of these guys. Uh, Doc Holliday is going to be tomorrow. We're actually going to be doing the Doc Holliday Zoom presser tomorrow. So we'll break that down for you as well. But it's completely a new world here. And I don't know, this might be the start of something here because I think it went pretty well, actually. You know, we might have we might actually get more martial availability because we're all doing it on Zoom. So that's kind of the new way we're doing things. And uh, it was pretty fun today. And I'll tell you, Brendan Knox, uh, he even conferenced in. Uh, he wasn't at the press conference location with the rest of the student athletes. Uh, no, he was, he conferenced in and, and that's something pretty new. Yeah, you can conference into your own press conference. Now Yeah, you don't even have to be there. You don't, you can be in your room. You can be uh, in the car, wherever you need to be the way we're doing these things now. So uh, it was fun though, to go over there. We go over We'd all get to see each other. You know, a lot of these people I haven't seen since, well, the pandemic began. So we get to see each other usually, and it was a free for all with these players. And, you know, not not now. 
completely different. So uh, that was um, that was earlier this afternoon, and uh, we're going to do that again with Doc Holliday tomorrow. But I've got some of that, and we're going to hear a lot of it throughout the week. So I'm looking forward to all of that. And, of course, we'll also get your phone calls, and you can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. So looking forward to doing that with you. Uh, it's Monday. It's a college football week. It sort of feels normal, and that's something that I talked to these guys about earlier today. Does it feel normal? You're going to get their response to that. Yes and no. Does it feel normal? As a fan, it might feel a little normal to you. It might feel a little familiar. Now, will it feel that way on game day when you go in and things are going to be different? You're going to be socially distancing from each other. You're going to be wearing masks and and all of that is is really, I think, a necessity to do. I mean, whatever Marshall asks us to do, we're going to do because in return you get college football. I think that's completely fair. Whatever Marshall asks, let's just all be on board with that right now. Deal, because without that, we don't get to see Marshall football. So let's just go ahead and make that pack. We're all on board. We're all going to tough this out. We're all going to do it and make it work so we can keep seeing these games on Saturday. We've got college football. Marshall's got six home games. Right now, three road. Maybe the ECU game gets rescheduled. I don't know. And let's just do this so those kids can play. Let those kids play if we do it right. And same thing in high school. And that's a different story altogether, and we're going to get into that later on. But the governor spoke today, offered a way for some of the impacted counties in West Virginia to play because there were some angry, upset parents, some student-athletes making themselves hurt. I mean, it wasn't an overwhelming protest by the video I saw, but still, there were some people voicing their concern, social media, of course, voicing concern about not letting these kids play. And, of course, the people that are protesting the most are the parents, the student-athletes, the coaches, people who live for high school football on Friday night. Those were probably the loudest voices I heard over the weekend for some of the counties not being able to play. Some counties can practice, not play. Of course, with the color code system, green, yellow, orange, red. If you're in the orange, you practice but not play. If you're in the red, you don't practice or play. And the governor offered up a solution today, at least a temporary solution. From my understanding, thanks but no thanks was the word given for the most part, but we'll break all of that down later on because that's a big deal. Lots of games were canceled when the map came out. That's going to be our new thing. We're going to be watching the map and seeing when the map comes out, it's not a daily, it's a weekend. We look at it on Saturday, okay, here's what the map looks like on Saturday, and wherever the map lands is where high school sports will be frozen for the week. It's consistent from the standpoint that we all know I know a lot of people are not happy with the metrics, and that's a whole different story and a whole different show there. But I mean, at least we know, okay, this is at least what they are going by, officials, WBSSAC, what the state's going by. Here's the map. And 
I know some people are not happy with the way that, say, nursing homes are counted. Nursing homes are counted. Prisons are counted. And so that's not fair. Those are, those are cases that are confined to those locations. That's not fair. And I don't know what is fair. What is fair? And depending on where you stand, if it's fair for one group, it might not be fair for another, or it might not be prudent. I don't know. All I do know is we've got football on Saturday at Jones C. Edwards Stadium, Marshall taking on EKU. Uh, we've got some player reaction. We're starting the week out, getting back to our normal routine. It's been a while, really, since we've done this, so we're going to try to get back to our normal routine as close to normal as we possibly can, but I'm looking forward to hearing from you. We'll do that on Twitter. We'll do that on the phone lines. We'll get you starting to use those again, especially on Saturday. That's where I really want you on Saturday. Pre-game, tune in and listen and enjoy. Post-game, I want to get you really to, to get into that football mood again. Talk about what you saw. Did Grant Wells, did he impress? Did he exceed your expectations? I want all that normal chatter. We're going to shoot for that on Saturday. But when we come back from break, we're going to start trying to get into our normal routine once again. It's been a while since we've done this, so we're going to do it, and it happens when we come back from break here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday, August 31st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and it is game week. Game number one, the Marshall Thundering Herd taking on Eastern Kentucky, EKU. And you remember those battles back in the day when Marshall and EKU would meet constantly, sometimes in the 1AA playoffs, sometimes, of course, just as regular season foes. It was always fun. And so we're back once again with Marshall and EKU. I love EKU. They just decided they're going rogue this year. They're going to play football. Their conference is not. They're going to play football, so they're playing against West Virginia. They're playing against Marshall. They're playing against any and all comers. I think the football program is going to be better financially for it. Also, there's going to be better with the experience they're going to get by playing better competition, higher-level competition on a week-to-week basis. For them, really, maybe this is a defining season. The record might not indicate it, but I'm sure it's going to pay dividends for the foreseeable future. We're going to preview that game a little bit more in detail later this week, but we want to just start getting into the rhythm of, of course, Marshall game week. We get player interviews today. We get Doc Holliday tomorrow starting to get his thoughts on the upcoming week. But really, we start from an unusual starting point. We are in a COVID-19 world now. And that means you're trying to limit exposure to one another, and especially with us in the media and the players, because we're not in protocol. The players are in protocol. We're not. So they're being tested. We're not. They're doing things a little bit more strictly than maybe we are because, again, if the team, if there's a positive test, that's going to be detrimental to the team. You don't want positive tests 
you don't want the chance of one player infecting another and another, and the next thing you know, you know, you're maybe postponing a game or rescheduling because you've got an outbreak, a hot spot. So they're doing it a little bit differently, and that includes the press conferences and the media contact. So usually we get to go over, talk to the players. We did it a little different today. We did it on Zoom, and Marshall really hasn't been doing that again. Not much going on in the off months. Now that we're in a game week, here we are, new reality. So the audio is going to be a little different than what you're used to from me. But at the same time, it's pretty good. The Zoom era has begun here as something I swore I would not do. We're doing today. We start off with, well, let's start with the new quarterback himself, Grant Wells. And the first thing I really asked these guys when I get a chance to talk to them and ask was, now that it's game week, does it feel a little bit more like it's normal? Is the routine helping? Let's be quite honest. Nothing is normal these days. So getting into that familiar routine, does it feel like it's normal or close to normal? Can you call it normal? And here's what Grant Wells said. Uh, it's about as normal as it can get. Um, you know, nothing in 2020 has been normal this so uh, so far. But um, you know, I think we're all ready to get back to uh, game week, and I think it's starting to hit everybody that we're only five days away. Five days away, we're in game week now, so that means it's a rhythm. These kids are starting to get back into maybe more familiar patterns, altered, mind you, the masks everything like that, but still we're getting into more of a normal rhythm when it comes to actually playing a football game. None of this, are we going to play, are we not going to play, none of this, are we going to practice stuff. Brendan Knox, one of the leaders on this team by either personality or just by performance. Brendan Knox, same question. You know, Is it close to normal now that this game week? Get it to being as normal as possible, you know, um, just with, you know, practice schedule and classes and Zoom meetings, you know, um, we're, we're getting there. So new normal is a word that I'm not going to use. It's because it's normal now. I don't know if we can say new normal or get back to normal because, well, what is normal to begin with? So this is what it is now. But it's different. And you get back into that rhythm. You hope that maybe if you're in that rhythm, things will feel familiar. So maybe that's where we should have went with these questions. Uh, is it more familiar now? But same thing asking Nazi Johnson, you know, is this the new normal? Is this, you know, close to what it used to be? Oh, it's 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 getting back normal, but it's not normal because, you know, we still got that mask and stuff on. Um we just um we don't really know, but we know we got this game this week. So it's really we're just ready to play. I mean, it feels good to have at least one game on your schedule that you know you're gonna play. So it feels good right now. Yeah, I'm sure it does feel good because you've been practicing, you've been preparing, you've been going through all this, you've been sacrificing, you've been doing everything that has been asked of you to play football. And here it is. We're a few days away, and unless something happens and there's a major outbreak on the team, either with Eastern Kentucky or Marshall, we're playing football. There will be a game Saturday at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Same question for Devontae Beckett, just getting his thoughts on with it being game week now. Is it close to normal? I mean, I don't know if we we know what normal is anymore because we're testing every week. But uh, especially just being able to line up and uh, put that jersey on and just go represent uh, the herd family. 
So for him, it's getting back into a rhythm, just going out there, as he said, represent herd family. Now, finally, we got to talk to Alex Millette today, and same question, want to find out for him what this feels like now that we're in a normal, if you can call it that, or at least a familiar situation. I wouldn't say that you could really call it normal, but, um, you know, kind of, kind of getting in the rhythm of a season and, you know, getting, you know, we have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice, and then Friday walkers and hotel and all that deal. Getting to look forward to something like that is a big deal, especially because, you know, every day since we've been back, it's been, are we going to work out today? You know, is this the day that something bad is going to happen? But, uh, you know, we made it through and we're finally starting to get to the, as normal as can be stage. The normal as can be stage. So that's player reaction today from Marshall as far as are we getting back to normal? It feels almost like we are. It seems familiar. We're doing player interviews. The media is getting together. We'll have Doc Holiday tomorrow. We've got a game to get ready for. We'll have a game on Saturday. We'll be doing our pregame on my end. So it's starting to feel like there's it's a it's a cadence of the rhythm that we're getting back to. For you, you're getting ready for the game. You're getting excited. A few more days away, you'll be watching the game. You'll be listening to the game like you normally do. You'll be at the game in the stadium, hopefully with your radio. If you can do that, listen in, follow along that way. You know, no tailgating. That's okay. You get to go see the game, though. For some of you, you might be having watch parties. It's going to be different, but at the same time, it's a game day. And unlike the bubble that the NHL's in, unlike the bubble that the NBA is in, right now, football, some fans will be led in the stadium. So there's going to be that added. It's going to be a different energy here. It's not going to feel like it's a a full house because it's not going to feel anything like what it used to be. I mean, there's not going to be any artificial sound pumped in. Nothing like that. I mean, but there will be some excited fans that are in the stadium because, well, Marshall is allowing fans to come in the stadium. I mean, if you're a WVU fan right now, you can't go to the first game unless that changes. You can't go to the first game. You can't go in the stadium and watch West Virginia play EKU. Marshall, Marshall seems to have a handle on what they're able to do, and so Marshall's going to try that. Which way is right? Both teams are getting to play. The only difference is West Virginia is being a little bit more cautious because of their concerns. Marshall, different type of cautious, like an optimistic cautious maybe. There will be fans at this first game. And I think both athletic directors, they feel comfortable, they feel confident that they're doing what is in the best interest of their programs. And so... Marshall has fans for the first game. West Virginia does not have fans for the first game. And some schools have fans. Some schools will have reduced capacity for their first game. It's sort of a mixed bag because, again, we don't have a unified voice in college athletics. And there needs to be a unified voice in college athletics. Maybe one day that will happen. But as it stands right now, the good news is if you're a Herd fan, you've got a game coming up in a few days. And for the lucky ones that are in attendance, you actually get to go to a game in a few days. We'll hear more from Grant Wells when we continue. We will get your phone calls in later on the program if time permits at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up on today's edition of The Drive presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Monday, August 31st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. Still to come, we're going to break down what happened today with the state of West Virginia. Lots of schools not being able to play on Friday night for high school football because of the color code of the map. So the governor offered a way to go forward, and we'll tell you if the county's impacted, decided to take that way to go forward, or if they're going to sit this one out. We'll talk about that later on in the program. But we want to talk a little bit more about Marshall football as the Thundering Herd enters into what we've all been waiting for, game week. Week number one, Marshall versus EKU and taking the helm will be Grant Wells. He'll be the first West Virginia born, first in state product to start as quarterback in a long time since um, Luke Saban's dad did it. And we'll talk about that here in a few minutes with Grant. But Grant gets the job. So he's named the starter. He's going to start week one. You had a, a nice quarterback competition this year for the position since Isaiah Green entered the transfer portal and no longer is a member of the team. So that opened up the door for a strong quarterback battle. It just wasn't a given that it was going to be Isaiah's job anymore since he wasn't there. And you've got Grant Wells. He's going to be on the field Saturday. It's going to be a similar experience for him for sure, but at the same time, it's going to be a different experience. He's going to take the field. It's going to be college atmosphere, COVID-19 style, but it's going to be a college atmosphere despite this being the pandemic. There's still going to be fans in the stands. Again, I don't know what this atmosphere is going to be like because it's going to be completely different. Even if it's a poorly attended game, it's a different atmosphere than what we're going to experience on Saturday. So that's a curiosity for me. But for this young man, he's going to be stepping on the field and it's going to be for real. Is it going to be practice? Is it going to be a scrimmage? It isn't going to be anything other than when you play, it counts. They're keeping score, and it goes on your record. And he was asked the question today, what's it going to be like for you? What's going to be going through your head when you hit that field? It's 1 o'clock on Saturday. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, I don't think that's hit me yet that I'm going to be the starter. I'm sure it'll hit probably sometimes Friday or Saturday morning. But, um, you know, I'm just going to stay within myself as much as possible. I'm going to try to play my football. That's what the coaches have have seen so far. So um, I'm not going to try to get anything over my head, just leave myself out there. So he's just going to go out there and just go do the job. Now, as we talked about, there was actually a competition for this job. It wasn't everybody's fighting for number two and the – Number one guy, he's already got the job because it was his job last season. No, you actually had to battle for this job. And with everything going on, including the new way of going about practice with COVID-19, are they going to play, are they going to practice, everything going on, pretty stressful out there. And then just going out there, and instead of going out there, okay, I'm I'm pretty, I'm going to compete for the job, but more likely I'm probably competing for next year. I'm going to be maybe the backup guy. I'm competing really for the backup job. No. You're competing for the starting job. And he was asked what that was like, just going out there, actually competing, knowing that, you know, the job is wide open. There's been a lot of, um, you know, different turns and this uh, whole process has gone through. Um, but, you know, we, I just try to take it day by day, um, take the news as I get it. 
and just prepare that I was a starter from day one. Again, pretty pretty straight so far as far as the answers. You know, he's feeling out this uh, I'm the starting quarterback. I'm going to be asked these questions a lot now, part of his job. Sort of feeling this out here. So to get him opened up a little bit, one of the questions was asked about that offensive line. What's going to be important for him is to go out there and know that his guys, his offensive line, they're there for him. They're going to help him. They're going to protect him. They're going to put him in best position possible. They're going to guide him a little bit, all of that. And he's got to go out there, and he's got to earn their trust, and he's got to go out there, and he's got to trust them. At the same time, being the new starting quarterback, you got to really lean on those guys a lot. It's not you're going to take over your veteran quarterback and you're taking over a situation and you just have to go out there and win their trust. I mean, it's going to be a different situation because you're going to have to lean on those guys a little bit more. But it seems like Marshall's offensive line's up to the task. And it seems that Grant Wells, as the new quarterback, really already has a, a bond with his offensive line. They've been pretty helpful in this situation. You know, we have one of the most experienced offensive line in college football, so um, for them to put their trust in me is, is huge, and um, obviously they have my trust 100%. So I, I certainly have leaned on them through this process because they know what it takes to become a great quarterback. They've had a couple behind them. So, uh, yeah, I've certainly le- le- um, leaned on them for some advice and just um, trying to put all my trust into them that they're going to do their job as well as I am. So everyone's going to have to trust each other, and we'll find out how that looks on week one as Marshall will take on Eastern Kentucky. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Grant has the opportunity here to really do something special. He's going to be the first in-state quarterback since the guy he competed with for the job, Luke Zaban's father, was the quarterback a long time ago, it feels like. Anymore, it feels like it was a long time ago. But when he steps out there, you don't have a, a guy that came out of state from Florida or, or some other football hotbed. You have a quarterback that he's homegrown. He's an in-state product. He's going to be stepping out on the field. And that's got to be a big deal for him being able to play in-state Some schools, they pride themselves on having a a lot of in-state talent. Other schools have to bring talent in. Marshall, it's a good mix, but it's been a long time since you actually had an in-state quarterback, an in-state product, take the helm of the Thundering Herd. And here's Grant Wells' thoughts on that status. On Saturday, he's going to be the first in-state quarterback since the guy he really beat out for the jobs, father. Yeah, um, you know, me and Luke's relationship is is, – been one of the best on the team. You know, we, we've been learning off each other since day one of camp. You know, I learned off him his mistakes. He learns off mine. We talk about him. So it's been a great relationship. Um, yeah, I actually didn't know that his dad was the last one since me or until me until I read that tweet. But, um, yeah, it's been great. Our relationship is, has been great. We've, we've learned off each other. So um, I'm just glad that, um, you know, we're all on good terms and, and we can learn off each other. Yeah, that's the big thing. You don't want to have a situation where you're not on good terms with the guy backing you up because 
you got to depend on that guy. If you can't go, he's got to step up. And you've got two types of quarterbacks, quarterbacks that are there for the team and quarterbacks that are there for themselves. I think we can we can narrow it down to two types. There for the team, there for themselves. Grant Wells, so far, sounds like he's there for the team. That means you you want to make sure that you're ready to go, and if you're the guy, you're ready to go. If you're the backup, you want to make sure you're ready to go, and you're pushing the guy to be better. After all, the guys that are starting, they got to depend on the guys that are backing them up, and also they got to depend on those guys to make sure they're ready as well because if they're not doing their job, nobody's ready. I think that's fair to say. All right, we will continue on. With today's edition, as the first day of game week, something I didn't think we'd have. It was looking pretty dicey for a while, but we are here. It is game week. Say that out loud. Game week. We'll talk more about it when we continue. Also, we're going to take a look at what's happening in high school football in the state of West Virginia. As not a lot of happy people this week when the color-coded map came out. Some want them to play. Some want the kids to play. There was a lifeline offered out today for some of those kids. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our phone lines presented this hour by Miller Lite. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. High school football, it's a very passionate subject, at least in the state of West Virginia. So when the color-coded map that the state's going by came out on Saturday, several counties were in the orange. And what that means is student-athletes can, in all sports, They can practice, they can do those activities, but there's not going to be a game activity held that week. No games. Practice, yes. Games, no. Well, that immediately, and let's be honest, we knew this was going to happen. Somewhere on that map, a county was going to turn yellow, orange, red, or green. We knew it. It wasn't going to be all green, all is good. It wasn't going to be, well, there's a little caution here in yellow. Or, okay, things are getting really out of hand. Step it up here in the orange. Or things are completely out of hand in red. We knew that that map would not be one straight color. So, it happened. There are several counties show up in the orange. And so that means no activities on game day to be a little bit more specific there. No playing games. So games were canceled. Games were postponed. And that didn't set well with, of course, coaches. A lot of coaches upset. Parents, band, players, cheerleaders. Everyone that is involved in high school athletics, pretty upset. So there was, I don't want to call it a... um, I don't know what to call it. It There was a gathering of people today in Charleston. I wouldn't call it a huge gathering. I wouldn't call it small, but I I wouldn't call it an outpouring of the community. 
it was a, a small little gathering of, of people who were chanting, let them play, and, and other things because they were just wanting to hear um, what the governor had to say, and they wanted to have their voices heard. And so the governor, I don't want to say he's backtracking, but he offers a lifeline today. He comes out, and he is offered teams with games canceled because of the coronavirus a chance to play. Here's what he, he said. He basically offered them the opportunity to play if everyone got a negative test. So we're going to test you. We're going to one-time offer. We're going to test. And if everybody comes back negative, good to go, we can play. But you don't come back negative. You got positives. Ah, you, know, you know what's going to happen there. And everybody said, no, we'll pass. Thank you. No, uh, we're good. We're, we're going to take the hit. We'll, we'll just see how it looks next week. So Kanawha County Schools decided they weren't going to participate. And uh, I'm referencing a little bit of uh, Brad McElhaney's work from Metro News on some of this. So Kanawha County comes back. No, not going to do it. We'll, um, we'll, we'll take the hit. So they're not going to participate in the testing of their student-athletes, the band members, the dance team members, um, for the one-time option to play or perform. That is according to a news release. And again, uh, I'm referencing Metro News' reporting here. Uh, So they're going to practice, hoping the numbers are going to go down. So they're going to take the hit. They're going to take the short-term hit because, again, if someone comes back positive, that's going to throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing for Kanawha County. And, they don't want that. So they're going to take their chances. Also, Justice said that high school teams that face cancellation of games may still play this week um, if everyone on the team is cleared through the testing. So maybe other schools, maybe other counties, would say, okay, we're going to do this. We'll take that. I mean, he made it clear, like, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna test you, and if if you decide you want to, and then Logan County comes out, and they go, no, we're good. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take the hit. We'll, we'll pass. Thanks. So, Kanawha County says no. Logan County, no, not gonna do it. And then Fayette County, they come out. Are they going to do it? No. They are not going to participate in the testing option either. Some of the excuses are short notice. Some of the excuses are that the opponents have started to make other arrangements. So once things got canceled, because the the counties of the opponents – See, Kanawha County schools can't play, but, well, there's going to be some open games now because there are going to be some teams that need games because their county's in the clear, their opponent, their county's not. So some scheduling arrangements are already being made. So nobody wanted to take this lifeline. Nobody wanted to take this lifeline. And here is, I think, the best answer to why none of these teams wanted to take the lifeline. Midland Trail, head football coach. Again, uh, I want to cite where I'm getting this from, and this is Brad McElhaney from West Virginia Metro News. So um, this is Brad's reporting. Give him credit. 
And Midland Trail head football coach Frank Isaacs in his story said that his team in Fayette County would not participate in the COVID testing. Quote, we opted out. If you get a positive test, he told Joe Bricado of Metro News, if you get a positive test, he said, you could be out for two to three weeks with a 14-day quarantine. We felt like it was in our best interest to go ahead and take the hit and not play this week and have the opportunity to play the following week. So, in a nutshell, a lot of people were upset that these schools could not play, parents, the kids, the band, the cheerleaders, the boosters, the coaches, upset some to the point where they even went and a little mini protest maybe, just a, a little one, and governor says, okay, you know what? I hear you. I'll give you an opportunity. You want to, you want to play, you want to play this bad. Everybody's got a test. Everybody comes up clear, play ball. And for whatever reason, and I think this one is the, probably the main reason across the board. And again, there's some valid reasons as far as, okay, it doesn't do us any good this week because the damage is done. We've lost opponents, short timetable, all of that. But if you test, you might come up either with everyone negative or you might find that somebody asymptomatic is positive. And if you've got someone positive then you got to shut the thing down. And so instead of risking shutting the thing down for a longer period of time, pretty much thanks but no thanks. Because you see, if you test, if you test, there, there are three outcomes here. You have it, you don't have it, or I will concede a false negative or a false positive here. So you either get a, a, a false result, which I think is rare, but it, it has happened, so let's throw it out there, or you get a positive, shut the whole thing down, or everybody's negative, and you can go on. Nobody wanted to roll the dice. Because if you find out someone on your team is sick, then all of a sudden someone on your team is sick. And the CDC, with their revised guidelines, and I'm not even going to get into the reasons why I think there's some something questionable there. Others have brought this up. I, that's not going to be my, my venue here. That's not going to be my, that's not, not my thing, but they are recommending against testing asymptomatic people. Well, what makes asymptomatic people a little bit more worrisome is because they are asymptomatic. And so you think, okay, these people are fine. Now, there's going to be the crowd that thinks that, um, you know, this is no big deal. These kids can weather us. You're punishing these kids. And they're going to be the people who think, hey, you know what? You're you're risking a lot more if you have these kids together and there's a chance of spreading it. Uh, that's not going to be my argument here today. The The argument here is the lifeline was, arg- was offered. The county said no because there is the greater risk of putting a bigger monkey wrench into this. So instead, how do you get to play? It's going to take a lot of work from each individual county to make sure 
that you are not in the orange or the red, according to the metrics. What I'm worried about is people who actually need to test, maybe don't test. I I don't think that's going to have a huge impact here. I don't think a lot of people are going to say, well, I'm just not going to test. But I'm, I'm a little worried here that there might be some gaming of the numbers here. And there are some people who are concerned that the numbers maybe are not exactly up the par or the numbers are questionable again that's um that's not our wheelhouse here today we're um we're not going to get into that minutiae i'm going to let others who tackle that more frequently tackle that but high school football in the state of west virginia continues to be a complicated subject top to bottom the thing here is marshall's playing this week west virginia starts next week There's college football, and we're going to hopefully have college football for several weeks to come here. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Tomorrow, we'll hear from Doc Holliday as game day continues. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.